0: I'm Sam Carter.
1: And I'm Dean Lowry.
0: This is Carter and Lowry.
1: Let's get started. All right, welcome back to Carter and Lowry, episode number 43, and this is going to be a great one. Uh, I'm joined today by two guests. I got uh, my co host, Sam Carter. And special guest and Georgia fan, Miles Harb. So today's opening question, uh, some random question. I'm starting with Sam. Sam, what's your favorite color of Skittles?
0: Um, you know, the the purple ones are really good because they're kind of underrated. You never really hear anybody talk about those. Um, so I gotta <laughs> I gotta go with the purple ones.
2: Or right, what about you, Miles? Um. Well, Skittles are my favorite candy. So, as an avid Skittle supporter, I'm gonna have to go with the tropical flavor and the bright blue Skittle in that bag. By far,
1: best best flavor. That's pretty good. Um, I'm a red guy. Um, I just think it's you know it's classic. It's got it's maybe it got a little bit more sugar than the rest of them, but uh, that is my go-to. But uh, we're not here to talk about Skittles. We're here to talk about college football. That's what we're starting off with. Before we get into the Clemson-Georgia debate, let me just run through uh, some of the other big games uh, over the weekend. So you got Penn State taking down Wisconsin by 6, 16-10. Uh, UCLA uh, beating LSU in the Rose Bowl 38-27, and Alabama trouncing Miami 44-13. to um, By the way, that score is much closer than it should have been to us, 44-3 to at one point. Um, incredible domination by Alabama. And next week, the two ranked games we have is number three, Ohio State facing off against number 11, Oregon, and number 7, Iowa State, facing off number 18, Iowa. And now it is time to talk about what was supposed to be the game of the weekend that didn't live up to the hype. Number 5, Georgia, taking down Clemson, 10-3. to And first got to ask you, Miles, were you expecting this low scoring of a game?
2: Uh, yeah, so I went to the game, actually, and my uncle, who was a big Clemson guy, we were talking about it before, we knew it would be defense. We thought that 24 points would win the game and it ended up being well, a lot lower than that. And also, I hate to be that guy, but the new AP poll just came out, and Iowa, I would say, is actually 9 versus 10 now. So it's going to be a lot better of a game, I would say.
1: All right. Uh, and, Sam, um, what did you think about uh, your the new quarterback, DJ? You know, you just came in, obviously played in that Notre Dame game, and played all right. Uh, how do you grade his performance in this game?
0: Um, I give it a zero, just because he could not get anything going whatsoever. Um, and all the credit to George's, uh, defensive line. Um, you know, I think that there were opportunities for DJ to have a good game, um, or at least a decent game. Um, no reason we should have been held out of the end zone. Um, So, yeah, I give DJ a zero and maybe a one for this game. Wow, that is pretty low,
1: but I got to say, you know, like Sam said, great work by the defensive line of Georgia. Number 99, he was from Charlotte. Don't know his name. um, Big Jordan Davis. Yes, and uh, the commentators described him as a mountain of a man. Uh, He was excellent uh, in this game. But I gotta know. Uh, first, start with you, Miles. What are the playoff implications um, of this win uh, for the Georgia Bulldogs?
2: Well, in my personal opinion, I think well as a Georgia fan, we screwed up every time.
1: But I think if we play Bama
2: and SEC Championship, and we win or lose a close game, I think we're fine. I think this game was big enough. And then for Clemson, I think they're gonna need some help. I think if that goes that way, if if the SEC Championship goes that way, it, that's already two teams. And we can always assume that Oklahoma and Ohio State are going to have big years. And then Iowa State could slip in this year because they have a pretty tough schedule. So you never know. I don't think – I think Clemson is not in the greatest spot right now.
1: And, uh, Sam, i got to ask you, um, you know, does Clemson – do you think Clemson's going to win out like uh,
0: Miles said? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, there's there's not enough tough games for the rest of Clemson's schedule. Um I think that a lot of things would have to go right um, outside of of Clemson's control to get him into the playoffs. Um, But, yeah, it's not looking good.
1: And, uh, Sam, i got to ask you, you know, obviously, you know, the touchdown, I think, from Georgia came off that pick six. Um, So, you know, Clemson's defense uh, was also excellent, only allowing – you know, basically three points. Um, so, you know, do you think that the defense can really carry the offense? Or does the offense have to significantly step, um, you know, their game up if uh, Clemson is to make the playoff?
0: Um, the the uh, the offense definitely has to step it up um, because there is no way that, that you can beat a team like Alabama uh, when the offense is playing like we saw them play against Georgia Um And, you know, if DJ's not having a good game, then we have to be able to rely on the run game. But there was none of that either in the Georgia game. Um, It was kind of sad to see because, you know, there were only nine rushes in the game, and I don't know how many went to Will Shipley, like the best running back out of his class. It's just kind of disappointing, I guess. Well, speaking of disappointing, uh, we have to talk
1: about the uh, North Carolina Tar Heels, who um, lost seventeen to ten uh, in Lane Stadium. To be fair, but you know, me and Sam we talked about this is going to be a test, and the the test was failed. Um, Sam Howell with three interceptions. A chance. I I'm gonna I will Ed and Dean play right now. Last episode, I said. We always seem to, when we get in those clutch games, we find a way to screw it up. I promise you I said that.
0: You know, he was, you know, I, would, I don't want to say unclutch, but we kind of blew a couple games last year. Most. Un-
1: and, uh, you know, it's not looking good for the Tar Heels. And the ACC is wide open, and so I'm going to bring in Miles and Sam. You guys can chime in. Um, who do you think is going to win the ACC now after what we've seen? You know, Miami, Clemson, and UNC all going down uh, in week one.
2: Clemson will win, but no one else has a chance. I don't. I think the ACC is worse this year than it's been in a very long time. Especially – and as – by the way, as a certified UNC hater, you were the only person disappointed by
0: UNC losing. All right. Um – yeah, I gotta agree with Miles. I think that that still Clemson is at the top of the ACC, though it doesn't show that record-wise. Um, you know, I think this is just one bad game. Um, I think we saw good things from DJ last season. I think he just needs to get his rhythm. Um, we even saw good things from him in the Georgia game, but a lot, a lot more bad things. Um, But, you know, I could see teams like Virginia Tech or NC State even uh, trying to make a run at the ACC championship. All right. And, uh, you know, obviously
1: this game was extremely low scoring, but you also saw Penn State-Wisconsin, very low scoring. And I got to ask both you guys, um, do you think that, you know, obviously the first time in two years the crowd's been back, do you think that offense is going to be down just because – Um, You know these freshmen and sophomores are not used to having to communicate under extremely uh, intense conditions.
0: Um, yeah, I think defense is going to be a lot bigger this season, just because we saw in the national championship last year, Alabama put such an emphasis on their defense, and you know their offense was good, but um, they just pretty much shut out uh, Ohio State. Um. So I think we'll we'll definitely see this season be more of a defensive thing as opposed to offensive. And I think the only team this year that has a shootout
2: type of offense like we've seen in recent years is Alabama. So I think whoever's defense, whether it be Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, who I think are the only three defenses in the country that have any shot at stopping them, if one of them can find a way, then they'll have to do it. I don't think anyone else has any chance of beating them this year.
1: All right. Well, uh, that's almost all of the time we have. But I gotta ask one more question for Miles. Miles, on your personal Instagram at Miles will always be plugging. Uh, you called UNC the clown squad. Yes, yes, yes. Do they still have a chance uh, to make the ACC championship in your eyes?
2: Oh, they can make the ACC championship, but they're gonna get smacked. Hundred percent. I think Sam Howell is one of the most overrated players in the country, next to Spencer Rattler.
1: I, really,
2: wow. I don't think either of them are as good as people say they are.
1: All right, well, uh, bold words from a bold man. That's Miles Harb. Um, and that is all we have uh, time-wise uh, for this segment of Cardin' Lowry. But uh, any final thoughts from you guys on any of these questions? Nope. All right, that is going to do it for this segment of Cardin' and Lowry. And we'll be right back talking about the NFL. All right, welcome back to Cardin' Lowry. And for the first time... In 2021, uh, for the new NFL season, Cardin Lowry is back with the NFL.
0: Ooh. Yeah.
1: No clap from Sam. It doesn't matter though, because there we go. And we are back. And uh, one more game this year, controversial or not, it is here. And uh, we're here to talk about it. We'll be back with the NFC East game. But first, we got to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers and their matchup against the Buffalo Bills. Sam, uh, how you feeling coming into this one?
0: Um, you know, I'm I'm nervous this being the first game this season. Um, obviously the Bills with Josh Allen, a very good team. Um, and I kind of got a, um, what do you call it? Lunch? No. Well, my interests, I have a... A conflict of interest is what I was looking for. Okay. Um, Josh Allen is my fantasy quarterback. Um, so, you know, I hope it's high scoring. It definitely will not be um, unless it's a blowout. but um, you know, you can always hope. But I do hope that the Steelers win this game. All right. And looking at the Panthers,
1: they will face the New York Jets. Uh, a little bit of a uh, – I don't want to I don't want to call it rivalry or redemption just cuz of how disappointing the Sam Darnold era era was in uh New York but um definitely a little bit of a uh, grudge match here um but this uh hopefully will be a easy first game for Sam Darnold the Jets defense is terrible uh their offense is going to be okay um you know obviously I don't know you know what it's going to look like you know basically they got to start from scratch um so we'll just uh, see how that goes. And uh, Sam, I just got to know—you know—how important is this first game for the Steelers? Like, is it really important to you that the Steelers win the first game, or is it just—you know—it's just one out of seventeen?
0: Um, I wouldn't say that it's vital. Um, I think that the Steelers could definitely lose this game, and the season still looks pretty good. It's a really long season. I just don't want than to go out there and embarrass themselves. But I think they could definitely lose, and and the rest of the season look pretty good.
1: All right, and uh, I think that the Panthers, this game is definitely vital for them. You know, the Jets, not a very good team. We want to get started off on the right foot. You know, having to play the Buccaneers twice, you know, those are almost automatically going to be some losses. So we got to just get started, and I just don't know what this team's going to be like. The Panthers... Most unpredictable team in the league, you know. We remember we had a losing record before we went fifteen one, and then we had a losing record the next season. So you never just you just never know with this team. But before we get to the NFC East game, Sam, I gotta ask, uh, what is your prediction on the uh,
0: Buccaneers versus Cowboys game? Um, I gotta go with, with the Buccaneers. Um, let's see. Were you looking for a score? Sure. Um. Let's go twenty four to three. That's that's my final score prediction.
1: Wow, uh, I'm gonna go with the uh, you know the Buccaneers in a tight matchup. Uh, about twenty four to ten. I think that the Cowboys will be much improved in the offensive side of the ball. And honestly, at the end of the season, they really had some hope. Obviously, the NFC East was hilariously bad. We made a joke out of it every week, and we're gonna continue to do that. Um, but uh, we'll uh, see how all that shakes out. But now it's time for a tradition unlike any other, the NFC East game. I'll remind you how it works if you weren't with us last year. Um, every week, me and Sam are going to pick the team we think at that moment will win the NFC East. In the end, uh, whoever picks the winner the most weeks uh, will win the NFC East game. Sam, you are our champion last year. Um, any uh, strategy uh, going into this uh, new
0: season? Um. I think you you want to just kind of get a team and, and stick with them, um, you know. But obviously, you have to change it up a little bit because if that team that you chose is looking like they're gonna lose, then um, you can't you can't stick with them. It's all about winning, so you gotta get the best team. All right, and, uh, you know, like
1: Sam said, I think the same thing. Um, I picked the Giants last year the most, and, you know, it just didn't work out for me. Um, but, you know, you, you got to be careful. There's a fine line of, you know, see them dropping. You got to know when to jump off that ship because, you know, it could be eventually too late. Uh, but, Sam, get us started with uh, your preseason prediction on uh, who you think will win the NFC East.
0: Um, Let's see i got to go with the Eagles. I'm gonna, I have no idea, really, but um, the Eagles are my team right now. All right, and
1: uh, that's a solid pick. You know, obviously, all these teams were so close together last year. Uh, Jalen Hurts is going to finally come to his home, hopefully. Um, so we'll see how that shakes out. I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. I think Dak Prescott coming back is going to have a vengeance uh, this season. And, um, you know, I think there's a renewed spirit, you know, with Ezekiel Elliott and Dallas, Dak Prescott finally locked up. So uh, hopefully they can both stay healthy this season and uh, get it done for me. So my pick is the Cowboys. Uh, but Sam, any final thoughts on this uh, first NFL segment? Nope. All right, that is going to do it for the first NFL segment of Cardinal and Lowry. And coming up next, we've got a short little other sports segment. So, all right, welcome back to Carter and Lowry. We are back uh, with a little short little of the sports segment. And uh, first up, we got to talk about the, uh, the tennis world, uh, the U.S. Open wages on. Is Novo Djokovic he's the favorite on the men's side? Um, you know, he had a close match against an American named Brooksby, um, who won the first set uh, last night, um, but Brooksby was not able to do it. Uh, Naomi Osaka was eliminated, uh, but the talk wasn't about her loss, but her actions on the court. Uh, during a pivotal part of the match, he slammed her racket into the ground in frustration. Sparking conversation. Sam, I made you watch this video. What's
0: she out of line? Um, you know, I don't know much about tennis or, you know, the norms of tennis. Um, but, you know, in every other sport, you see athletes get frustrated. They throw something and, you know, it's it's easy to get frustrated, especially in sports, um, So, no, I don't think she was necessarily out of line as far as my limited knowledge of of tennis goes. Um, But I think, you know, it happens in other sports, and you don't see them get criticized for it, so, you know. Right. And, uh, you know, the
1: whole conversation is she, you know, her mental health, she said she's not in a good place. And, you know, people... Obviously, tennis is more of you know a country club sport. You know, hi- higher honors respected. That's okay for a player to do it, but for a player to say you know I'm not in a good place mentally and we need to take it easy on her, and then her to do something like that, um, it just it it kind of demonstrates. I don't want to say she's a a monster, but maybe she's just a little twisted. I don't know what she has going on in her life. Obviously, something is wrong. Um, but this is a a very interesting story to cover just because, you know, we're talking about mental health in sports now, and you're kind of seeing the backside of it, you know. How do we, we should obviously, you know, take kindly to athletes who want their mental health to be respected, but, you know, what should we do if they do something like that where they just act, you know, I don't want to say it's outrageously, but, you know, that was pretty uh, intense uh, for a tennis match. Uh, moving into a little bit of a lighter topic uh in the mlb the braves uh held afloat this week uh, however they're only one and a half games ahead of the phillies with the division lead uh the dodgers briefly took the nls lead however the giants uh gained it back and are now one game ahead uh in that division and uh, that's all we all the time we have on uh, card and larry this week uh but we have a great guest for you guys next week uh, i'm really excited about that one uh but sam any final thoughts nope Alright, that is going to do it for this episode of Cardin and Lowry, and you'll hear from us next Tuesday.